And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act three, buddy. Act three. Act three. <laughs> yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually stroll, saunter, amble, meander, mosey on in to the third and final act of this podcast. And for the uninitiated among us, the third and final act is where we finally in eventually get around to discussing our all new high strength, no artificial additives or preservatives movie of the week. And this week we defy God herself by watching the movie that God tried to stop from being released, the 2020 final Fox X-Men movie, The New Mutants. Yes. Funny. Yes. What are your initial thoughts on this movie? Meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. I I I didn't exactly hate it. I didn't exactly love it. If it if it became a movie I wound up never watching again, that would not surprise me. If somewhere down the road it becomes like one of my favorite movies like scott pilgrim did that would not necessarily surprise me either but i think in all just kind of well i read a bunch of reviews and uh i read a review somewhere i don't remember where it's from and i felt bad about that but i read a review somewhere by someone and it basically said that this is this feels like less of a big budget Hollywood movie and more like a pilot for some Netflix series. Yeah, frankly, I think and that kind of nails that it. That was accurate as fuck, right? Yeah. But this is just like the hour and a half plot for the New Mutants TV show on, on like Hulu or some shit. It, it was series. Yeah, it, like some things I thought they did pretty well. Uh, other things I thought they did really horrendously, you know? Yeah. In all, I'm like, it was okay. Yeah. It didn't kill me. Yeah. And I I read the New Mutants. I read the New Mutants so I could sit back and say, yeah, figures, they let Cypher out. Of course you fucking would. And how the hell would you represent Warlock on the screen anyway. Uh, Warlock, the I fucked up looking you, robot. Um, I can tell you exactly how their plan was because it's obvious when watching this movie that this was going to be a series of movies. Yeah. And uh, originally the director, Josh Boone, had a plan for a trilogy and the second one would be set in brazil and would have been an alien invasion film featuring warlock and he wanted sasha baron cohen to play warlock through motion capture interesting choice so so Josh Boone's idea was 
we'll do three movies and each one will be a different kind of horror movie. So yeah. the first one is like a supernatural horror movie. The second one would have been like an alien horror movie. And the third one would have been an apocalyptic horror movie inspired by the Inferno storyline. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So like in the, in the second one, um, Warlock was a bad guy alien who would end up teaming with the, the group or whatever. Yeah. But that was that was the plan for the future. In the second one, they would have gone to Brazil because that's where Sunspot's father is, and it would have been played by uh, Antonio Banderas. Okay. And like, okay, that would have that would have been all right. That would have seemed like a continuation. But that was all dependent on the fact that, oh yeah, that'll that'll be exactly what happens if this one is big. Yeah. And it wasn't. And and there was also the idea that hey, Josh Boone said, hey, if this one takes off really well, then I'm pretty sure that just like Deadpool, uh, they'll incorporate the New Mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So hey, New Mutants fans, just go out there and uh, oh wait, what was that? Oh okay, Marvel doesn't fucking want us. <laughs> so I guess this is a one-off, but. This is obviously a movie that's leading to a bunch of other movies that could have actually been a lot better. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. But, yeah. Like, just the way they kind of set this up made some things not make sense to me. You know? Why is Ileana... Why is Ileana even fucking there? She's the daughter yeah, of Satan. I mean, she looks exactly. She oh, I thought they exactly nailed the fucking actress on her. Yeah, I magic. thought she looked. She looks exactly like magic. Yeah, it, it's fucking great. Her 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 Russian accent, however, is a different story. But she yeah. doesn't look exactly like how they're supposed to look. Yeah. Oh, oh, this whole movie had accent problems. You know. Yeah. 100% accent problems. There's also the fact that Sunspot is supposed to be like a, like a, a dark-skinned person. And they're like, yeah, okay. I know. That was something else that was really kind of bothering me because it looked like, it looked like they were like, okay, so the New Mutants, it's, it's really a very ethnically eclectic team. Um, yeah. How diverse do we really have to make them? You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's up. like, like it's, it's almost like the, I mean, I appreciated that they did in fact make them look ethnic, you know, but it still kind of looked like, like they looked for a borderline, like, there we go. They look ethnic. Stop right there. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. let's not they push this any further. Huh? Yeah, they got a white girl playing native. American girl, and they got like the whitest guy in the world to to be Roberto, who is dark skinned oh, Afro Brazilian heritage in the comic books, and they got mm -hmm. some fucking nice looking guy who's lighter than lighter skinned than me to be fucking an Afro Brazilian mutant. So fuck the that. only character from the comics that I actually thought was going to wind up doing better in the rest of the Marvel universe than he did 
because he was in the he he led up the the uh, Fallen Angel limited series. If you remember way uh, back then, yeah, yeah. The one good thing that I remember from him is that I I don't know the X-Men that well. I don't know the mutants that well. But the only way that I knew Sunspot is that I knew he was a mutant and he was a member of the New Mutants and he was a member of the X-Men. But eventually he gave up being a superhero and with his massive wealth, he bought AIM. Advanced idea mechanics. And it's like... I've got a ton of money. How about I buy this like evil organization and make them good, which is what he did. And really? that's the only thing that I know that he did in Marvel. Well, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I yeah, didn't know uh, that. But come on, all throughout accents were a fucking problem. You already mentioned Sam Guffrey's accent, the Stranger Kid. Stranger Things kid. Oh yeah, uh, Cannonball. Yeah, like like I didn't know who any of these actors were. I had to like look them all up. Like I, I don't know any of these faces. I didn't know Game of Thrones, so it's like yeah. okay, I know that Wolf is Game of Thrones. That's all I know. I don't know who she played. Maybe I don't know if she played Game Which... or if she played Throne. But she the... played one of them. The Wolf Girl. Yeah. Oh okay. Macy Williams. She was one of the Starks in Game of Thrones. Okay. I never, I never saw it because it's difficult to watch adult stuff when you've got like 300 kids like I do. Yeah, well, I'm not terribly, I'm not terribly surprised because I really kind of like the performances she put in throughout the movie. You know, it she was one of, of she was one of the highlights of the movie. I thought. It you know? says a lot about this movie that the star of the film has like fifth billing. Yeah. And so at the end of the movie, like, here's the stars. Uh, secondary actor, secondary actor, secondary actor, secondary actor, and the star. Because, like, no one knows who Blue Hunt is. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who that is. I think no. she's on some CW show. But beyond that, I have no idea who Blue Hunt is as uh, uh, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, the stars were uh, Game of Thrones and uh, uh, Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things and uh, Magic, who did a really good, who despite her freaking uh, Russian accent, I think she did a really good job and she looks like the character and I like the way that they uh, explain the look of like, like, yeah, I can teleport, but FYI, I teleport by going into, like, this evil demon hell dimension. Yeah. It's the freaking worst. I like the fact that you got to actually see Lockheed. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she's talking to a puppet. Damn it, I really hope you get to actually see Lockheed, because he's one of my favorite characters. I used to read the original run of Excalibur, and I really dug that. And Kitty yeah. Pride had Lockheed, and I loved Lockheed. Like, that was fucking awesome. So I like that you get to see Lockheed and all of that, but and, and I'm like, wait a second, who plays uh, Ileana? Who plays Magic? Because like I know I've seen her from somewhere, so I looked it up. Yeah, and I was shocked, Bunny. She starred in one of the biggest movies of 2019, Playmobil the movie. <laughs> really? Well, okay. Well, I can. The- she was the star Playmobil. 
That movie has the worst opening ever for a movie playing in over 2,300 screens. It is the absolute worst. <laughs> love it so much. It's so horrible. And it's like, oh shit, you were in Playmobil. She had a musical number. Yeah. Yeah. In Playmobil the movie. So anyway, uh, buddy. Um, yes. Before we discuss the movie anymore. We did an entire shap about the New Mutants before did the we? New Mutants came out. Yes, this shap, Steve's historic approximation. Specifically, it was the Pope on film episode two hundred and sixty. That was the pandemic chip death episode. Okay. Where, where I was like, "Hey, uh, normally I try and be kind of professional, and I wouldn't eat during the podcast, but there's a pandemic, and we can all die, so fuck it." I will be eating Lay's potato chips during this entire show because <laughs> it doesn't matter because there's a pandemic and we could all die. So fuck it. I'm eating chips. It was the pandemic chip death episode. It was also the start of the summer of Fred Willard. An entire summer. Okay. Fred Willard movies and it was super fun. Funny. Trivia question. Can you tell me the last movie we did before the summer of Fred Willard? Movie we did before this. Let's see if I can find. Uh, oh yeah, it's right here. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, what? Well, give me. Give me a hint. What was the first Fred Willard movie that we did? Harold and Kumar go to the White Castle. I am really well versed in everything yeah, I don't, I don't from this it. podcast. From episode 200, 243 on to our current episode, I am well-versed in Pokemon film knowledge. And that's yeah. because for the longest time, I would get pieces of paper and staple them and write them on a clipboard. But eventually, I'm like, I'm going through way too much paper for this podcast. And I asked my wife for a, a notebook, and she gave me one. And so I started putting all of the notes on there. So, uh, episode 243, we, we, we talked about the canceling of Terry Gilliam. Uh, yeah. We were doing Steve Stubbs of the week because the pandemic wasn't a thing yet. So I watched I Spies miss Steve Skies, Stubbs Bombshell a lot. Yeah. Uh, Steve's historic approximations that week was a Russian rib music. That was such a good yes. one. And the movie was tickled. Tickled. Okay. Next week we did Hands on a Hard Body, and I discussed Heathcliff the musical. So suddenly, from episode 243 on, I am well versed in our podcast. Nice. I, I know so much more about our podcast when I'm writing in a notebook. So the last movie that we did before the summer of Fred Willard was such a good fucking movie, VHS. VHS, okay. Loved that movie. So much fun. Found footage, 80s, cable music, cable television movie made for about half a million bucks. Love yeah. that film so much. Um, so here's a, sum a quick summary of the shaft that we did for episode 260. Okay, so Josh Boone. He's an indie filmmaker. 
He got his big break with the 2014 teen romantic drama The Fault in Our Stars. It was made for like $5 million and it made like 300 something million dollars at the box office. It was such a huge hit that suddenly all of Hollywood wanted a piece of him and 20th Century Fox went to him and said, hey, uh, Josh Boone, he does teen drama and we're thinking of doing a New Mutants movie and he would be, uh, uh, maybe we should go to him and see if he wants to do a New Mutants movie. And as it turns out, Josh Boone is a huge fan of X-Men and the New Mutants. So Fox, is a, Fox announces, hey, we're doing a New Mutants film. In, in, we're starting it right now in 2015, which isn't a good sign. So Josh Boone wanted it to be a dark, dark, gory horror film, and this got the studio scared, but they did say, hey, Marvel fans, New Mutants, look for it in theaters in 2018. Again, not a good sign because it just came out. So uh, they make the movie, and it's done in 2017. Boom. Oh, but wait. Uh, the studio says they want to do reissues, so uh, you, you still got to wait, fans, but okay, boom, now we're done. Oh, wait, sorry, guys, the studio wants reshoots of the reshoots. Okay, now we're done, and Fox shows a preview at Comic-Con 2017, and people are still like, hey, we still don't have a date yet. You promised 2017. Where's the movie? You promised 2017. We got a preview of Comic-Con, but still, it's, you know, June, there's no date, There's it's August, there's no date, it's October, the year is ending, you promised us New Mutants in 2017, where's New Mutants? And so, finally, Fox says, okay, New Mutants, coming out in January 2018. Yeah. And the fans are like, okay, well, you promised us 2017, but okay, guess we got a date now, February 2018. But then, oh, wait. Then that means that it'll be in theaters when Deadpool 2 comes out. There'll be like two mutant movies, and we can't do that. So, uh, okay, we got to push it again. Uh, um, here's the new date uh, March or April? Let's say April. April 2018. <laughs> this will allow us to do some more reshoots of the reshoots of the reshoots because Fox is scared shitless of releasing an R-rated, gory, teen, mutant, horror, comic book, romance movie because this shit's never fucking happened before. Yeah. So this whole time, 2017 to 2018, fans are getting upset, but the studio says, hey, fans, we hear you, okay? We hear you online. We hear you. We understand your frustrations, but hey, it's okay. All of the reshoots that we're doing are just to satisfy you fans and make the movie even scarier and give you fans more of what you want. So don't worry. It's going to be worth it. But then in March of 2018, Disney bought Fox, and while they're going over all of the movies that Fox was working on, they find out, oh, look at this. There were no reshoots. Yeah, okay. Fox didn't reshoots for the new mutants there were no reshoots there were no reshoots of the reshoots there were no reshoots of the reshoots of the reshoots and no reshoots were ever planned fox was just scared to release this fucking movie and kept coming up with excuses so that they could postpone it and now people say that oh what they were probably doing was waiting for a streaming service to show up that they could like, that, that like, oh, well, maybe if we postpone it long enough, maybe we can, I don't know, sell it to Hulu or Amazon or something. I don't know, because we can't release this in theaters. Yeah. So, so then the fans are like, well, that's, it sucks that we were being lied to for the last couple of years, but hey, um, April 
2018 is right around the corner. You're still going to do that, right, Disney? But then Disney saw the movie and we're like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> now we know why Fox didn't release the movie because no one will want to see this <laughs> in theaters. Even like, New Mutants fans will be disappointed in this. So uh, Disney pushes it to August 2019. And August 2019 comes and goes, and there's no X-Men. There's no New Mutant movies. X-Men fans are going insane. They're screaming. They're having walloping shit fits. And Disney, at the end of 2019, finally says, look, okay, we know that you want this movie, so fine. We will do reshoots, actual reshoots. Sure, it's many, many years now after this movie was made, but we're going to do reshoots. We're going to tone it down, and uh, we promise no more delays, no more screwing over you X-Men fans. We will release this movie barring an act of God. This movie will come out in April of 2020, and we are comfortably saying this will 100% happen here in December of 2019, where we have no clue of the horrors that will await mankind in 2020. And at this point in time, God stepped in, God who was played by Alanis Morissette, and she just got tired of watching X-Men, X-Men 2, X-Men Unlimited, X-Men 3, The Last Stand, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, X-Men First Class, The Wolverine, X-Men Days of Future Past, Deadpool, X-Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool 2, and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Those are 12... X-Men movies, and about half of them are watchable. Yes. So, um, in a last-ditch attempt to stop the movie, God sent an old-school plague. Yes. Mm-hmm. The coronavirus was 100% sent here by God to stop this movie from being released. Hence this episode being a Defying God episode. So Disney released it in theaters. The ones that were open at the end of August 2020, the film cost about $70 million to make. And probably that number was so high due to the shifting release dates and the reshoots. And in a pandemic, the film made about $46 million. So it's not a success. They're not going to do all the planned sequels. Which is a shame because the planned sequels might have been good. I would have liked the uh, idea. It's hard to. I would. It's hard to put all of the blame on the movie. Yeah. In that particular case. Yeah. You know it, there it, is a pandemic going on. It's obvious that Josh Boone wanted it to be darker, but then I feel like Disney came along and said, "Well, what if it's more like The Breakfast Club?" Yeah. And and so like you can tell, like the part that I hated the most is that, hey, so we've spiked the evil doctor's tea. Now you know what we should do. John Hughes model montage. Yeah. Hey, we're running down the halls. 80s music is playing. Hey, maybe we should have the TV show Pretty in Pink just to really drive it home. <laughs> so so yeah, I would have liked to have seen the concept of each superhero movie is a different type of horror film. I would have liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have liked the next film to be like set in Brazil. That alone would have been fun. And then like it it can be alien themed. It can be But yeah, yeah. But again, it, it... like that would have been 
it made no sense to me for Ilania to be there. Because cause, uh, you caught the daughter of Satan? That makes no fucking sense. You know, I mean, Xavier's school for gifted kids or whatever, that makes more sense. Oh, okay, I can hang around with other kids that have powers and things like that. You know, it's kind of a cool place to be. Why would she... It seems to me she would have to be voluntarily wherever she was. Because she could just and then teleport. There was the fact that, Why the fuck can't she teleport the out of there? Guy, yeah. And then there was the fact that the bad guy was just a bear made out of steam. But the real yeah. bad guy was the Essex Corporation. And the only way you would know that is if you knew comic books. Yeah. The real bad guy is Mr. Sinister because Mr. Sinister runs the Essex Corporation. You kept seeing the symbol that's on the bad guy's forehead yeah. throughout the movie. And it, that's one of those tiny little Marvel details that, like, no regular person going to see a movie is going to know what the fuck's going on, you know? I, I only recall it now that you mention it. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's fair to say I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, you so know, Mr. But, but I'm also like, annoyed. You need to have a geek. I'm also annoyed that they didn't trust the actress who played Rain more. She was doing perfectly fine with her furtive looks and things like that. We knew she was a lesbian and she liked Danny. They did not have to do the Willow and and um I forget her name. I think it might have been Teresa. Scene from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was like, eh, eh, she's a lesbian, she's a lesbian, all hands on deck. This child is a lesbian. Oh, let's look at the lesbian. It was like, oh, you know, you own the X-Men. How about maybe tying yeah. this in a little to the rest of, you're trying to build a universe here, right? Here's yeah. a good spot to do a little tie-in. Do throw in a little X-Men footage, make it look like news footage or something. They would have something like that on the background. Instead, you put this like annoying like what were you trying to do here? You know? It pissed me off. Just like later on, before everything starts really happening. Yeah. They're watching the Slender Man episode, the Quiet Man episode of Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer. Like, why are you foreshadowing mm -hmm. what you're about to do? L lessening no its horror impact. You know? Yeah. 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 You, you might as well be doing a sci-fi futuristic sci-fi film and have your characters watching rollerball yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah tying it all together yeah this, this is basically like if if they wanted to do another x-men film but they didn't have a lot of money to make another x-men film so they just did a bottle episode yeah oh look the x-men are stuck in a safe oh look, the <laughs> x-men are trapped in Old school. Yeah. That's what this feels like. It feels like an X-Men bottle episode. Yeah. And also, I, I don't I don't 
here, 25 minutes in, um, Danny, the Native American woman, is in the shower with Game of Thrones, and she sees that she's branded with a W on her back. Yeah. And she, she has been told that, like, oh, I was from a conservative... I was from a conservative... I, I can't do the voice. Um, oh! Scottish <laughs> accent. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was from a, a conservative uh, family, whatever, and they found out that I have powers, and they called branded me a witch, and they exiled me. And so, you're in the shower with her. You see she's branded with a W on your back. Don't say, hey, pretty cool body art. Shut the <laughs> fuck up! Put two and two together. Figure out what the fuck happened to her. <laughs> Shut your unfucking comfortable. Read the room, Danny. Mm-hmm. It. Have you figured out what your two bears are? My two bears are Boo Boo from Yogi Bear, and yeah. then the Midsummer Bear with Christian inside of it. The Midsummer Bear. Those are my two bears. Uh, my bear and Boo Boo. Those are my two bears. Yeah. Uh, my bear is the the one from Clan of the Cave Bear. If you ever saw that movie, nice. and they all get together, yes. together and they had to wrestle a bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the many movies my mom shouldn't have taken me to when I was seven. Yeah, and for some my reason, bear. I I really like Tony the Tiger, even though I hated Frosted Flakes. I really like Tony the Tiger. My bear. I, and I don't know why, and that shows you how high I am because he's not a bear. Yeah, no, he is not a bear. No, he's yeah. not a bear. What's your bear? That's as close as I'm getting. Robin Williams, that's a good bear. That's a good bear. That's a good bear. He's both my evil. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because of the cocaine. Combined, you know? Yeah. So, it's fine. Yeah. Um,. Macy Williams was in this. I, she was, yeah, she was one of the Starks. Yeah. The young girl. Yeah, one? I told you she's okay. my my baby assassin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The best character. And, oh yeah. Yeah. She she's she's really good in this movie. She is she is good. She's the only thing I call out to be really outstanding about this movie. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. because she's awesome. I mean, she was outstanding in Game of Thrones. I mean. You know what this movie reminded me of, Bunny? Um, in 2009, they released a Star Wars horror novel. Really? Yes. And it was called Death Troopers. And there's a spaceship, and there are scientists, and they're working on stuff, and yada, 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 there are dead stormtroopers who come back to life. And it's a zombie... Star Wars really? book, and it's scary and it's gory, and as it turns out, because he's roguish in this uh, spaceship, Han Solo and Chewbacca have been arrested for crimes against the Galactic Federation, whatever the fuck, the Council of Ricks arrested Han Solo and Chewbacca, and they break free, and it's Han Solo and Chewbacca against zombies. And I always liked that, because when you think Star Wars, you think of Star Wars stuff, and it's like, fuck it! Let's have a superhero musical, let's have a fucking 
Star Wars horror movie, and yeah. I always liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had high hopes for the new mutants because this is a comic book movie. It's also a teenage gay romance. It it also has a bear, a character's yeah. named Danny. That's enough for me these days. I don't know if I could really actually fault anybody's acting in this movie. Thinking fault about their it. Accents because, fault their uh, accents. Fault from the Stranger Things is basically like I was hoping more of like a like a Owen Wilson being from Kentucky in the the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, but instead it's very hee haw. Yeah. Like I'm a, I done be a mutant. I done burn the paw. <laughs> like fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. But but besides the accents, I don't know. Kids do a pretty good job. I, you know. Okay. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't find myself actually putting fault on any of the actors or their actual characters. Yeah. I think Lockheed could have used a better lead-in. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of it. It all really fell really. Flat. You know, and and Danny being one of this one of the most powerful mutants, so powerful and uncontrollable that we gotta kill her is really not justified by a big fucking bear. Yeah. Um the film doesn't feel complete. Yeah. It feels more like a pilot. This movie feels like something that will lead to a bunch of other things, but that's what makes this movie so sad because it's the last film from the X-Men. The X-Men series at 20th Century Fox basically invented modern comic book movies. 13 films in this franchise now. That's an impressive fucking number. And uh, like this would have been a good film if they were planning on continuing the X-Men franchise and you could have made another movie and maybe, I don't know, Beast shows up in it and maybe they make a third one and Deadpool shows up and they continue this cinematic universe. So what makes this, if they had done that, if they had made more X-Men movies and more new mutant movies, then this film would have been fine. But as it stands, this will be the last film in the X-Men franchise, and that's just fucking sad. Really? Yeah, because they're stopping this universe, and now the next time you see the X-Men, it will be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just announced now that, they're, that they are working on a script for Deadpool 3, but it will be an official Marvel movie. Which okay. means the X-Men movies are dead, this is the last one, and that's really fucking depressing. Oh, I did when I moved that in. And I oh. forgot to undo it. Oh, what? There's no food there? Baby. Baby wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> so it's kind of sad that, like, this this is the send-off that the X-Men movies get. Yes. That, that entire franchise. That's sad. That That is. You know? Yeah. Because that first X-Men movie and fucking Hugh Jackman and, and uh, Captain Picard basically invented the, the... They created the tone for all other superhero movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
and so it, it, the X-Men should have had a big set, but instead they got the new mutants, and that's kind of sad. But, I didn't. I, I didn't see why. I didn't see why they were so afraid of the Buffy ripoff guys, the, the faceless the, dudes. I mean, Sam men? plowed through them in a fucking second once he thought of it. Yeah, like they they were not like a credible threat. Yeah, not at all. And the bear was only a credible threat because they told us. Hey, this is a bear. It is an incredible threat. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's all kind of sad. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see myself seeing this a couple more times and kind of liking it and, and being like, oh, this is the one X-Men movie that's all weird. Yeah. Like this and Logan are the X-Men movies that really don't fit. Yeah. Well, with the others, these are real different tonal shifts, and I might see myself watching this once or twice, but <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I also don't like it. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of where I feel like like I'm I'm still kind of happy that there's a new mutants movie. You know? Yes. Like 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 it's giving me fond memories seeing these characters. Even though they're not quite right, but the screenplay and the direction needs a lot of fucking help. Hey, uh, Bunny. Um, while you're while we're recording this, can you see me? Yes. Okay, because I can't see you. I just have a picture of you. Oh. In your purple whatever, so I can't really see you, but. I just took out my man bun, and a beautiful thing happened. I saw you took the man bun out. What is the beautiful thing? Oh, look at this. It's amazing. It's all just to one side, and it's all curly and wet oh, and amazing. Okay. My hair is just freaking phenomenal right now. So the whole Veronica Lake kind yes, of thing you're thinking about. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Have we done L.A. Confidential? I love that movie. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. I love that movie, despite the fact that it's racist, but that's okay because it's a time period piece and just people were fucking racist at that time. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple of spicks down in the lockdown. Spicks? <laughs> what? Mexicans, sir. And it, Yeah. So, but it, it's a really good movie. It's really good. I really, really see. Like but we should have. We should have. With Danny DeVito. We should have known where we were as a country by Dirty Harry becoming such a big fucking character. You know, yeah. he yeah. was racist as shit yeah. in the time period the movie it was playing. It was a current day movie. And white people fucking loved him. Yeah, like, it seems like every generation or every couple of years, there's that one movie where, hey, if you're a fan of this, it says a lot about you. Yeah. Oh, I just spent $80 to get the special limited edition Blu-ray of 
of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I can surmise a lot about your character now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I bet you're a big fan of Michael Douglas's Falling Down. Uh-huh. Is that what it was called? Falling Down? Where, like, the, yeah. the white guy has been pushed too far. And, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You own a couple of Punisher stickers. I, I didn't like that movie because I didn't feel like he was pushed near as far as he should have been. Yeah. And that's all I remember about yeah. that movie. That I didn't like it, and that was why. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's it for um, uh, the new mutants. I feel like we we probably talked about it more than we should have. But yeah, yeah. there's other things. Like there's other things to say, I'm sure. But like the movie itself, they're not worth saying. Yeah. Hold on a second, buddy. Amber. I had mom put my hair in a hair bun, and uh, I've had a hair bun throughout the entire podcast. I just took it off, and I am beautiful now. This is like when Squidward has like the sculptured face. I love this hair. This is who I am now. <laughs> this is my life. Oh, I'm I didn't. I didn't take anything oh, off. Something. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I've been okay with keeping things on burgers lately. Funny. Yes. Um, let's talk about next week. Look, Bunny. Um, I know it's 2020. Yeah. I know the year has been hell. I know that time means nothing. The weather is strange. Uh, we have a president who lost the election who refuses to admit that. We're in a, we're in a very strange time right now. And so I've been... Putting it off. I have been putting it off. I've been avoiding it, but I don't think I can put it off any longer. We have to start the Christmas season. Yes. Yes, we do. But I thought, let's try and make it fun and interesting and different. Let's make it as different as 2020 has been. Let's try and go for something different. So I've picked some movies. I don't know if they're good. Oh, one of them, I just combined two hour-long TV Christmas specials. Yeah. So it's just an hour and a half of two Christmas specials, but we're treating it like a movie. Okay. Uh, but that's later, because that one's going to be really fun. But that's later. Uh, well, we have also have Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, of, of course. course. Of course. Yes, of so course. So it leaves I, us with three. Yeah. So, um, I thought, let's start off light. Okay. So, next week, we will be watching, and this will be a, definitely a first time for me, a 2018 Sci-Fi Channel Christmas movie. Okay. Already, you should be prepared for this. Um, called Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Okay. Yes, it's it's about a young boy who creates uh, who draws a monster who comes to life. It is a shark who wears a Christmas hat, Santa cap on his fin. 
Okay. And starts killing people. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken, I believe he also has a candy cane for a horn that he uses to stab people with. Interesting. And I figure, if we're going to start with a Christmas movie, this one's right up our alley. Hey, it's better than A Christmas Carol or whatever the fuck that trailer trash movie was we watched that year. I think oh, I picked yeah, that like one, a too. Redneck Christmas Carol. Yeah. Have we ever done a Christmas story? I don't think so, no. Have I we ever like... done Sa- uh, uh, Santa's Sleigh with Goldberg? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about doing that movie, too. A Christmas Story, I remember loving it when I was a kid, but now that I'm an adult, I can't stand that fucking movie. Like, I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie straight through. Really? But I do believe I probably have seen all that, that whole movie in like five to ten minute increments as I was channel cruising. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like everyone has seen like the 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 woman's stocking leg as a lamp, and yeah. like everyone has seen scenes of it. You'll poke your eye out and all of that. But when I was a kid, I loved it, and I cannot watch it now. It is really? unwatchable for me. It's just so <laughs> fucking. But maybe we'll do that too. But we're starting off light. We're doing Santa Jaws. Yes. That's next week. Okay. We will, be, we will also be talking about the true story of the British pornographer who successfully took down Scotland Yard. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and I will have some ideas for our 300th episode. But okay, that's cool. next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, oh, the highs and the lows, Jonathan Byers from Stranger Things, Game yes. of Thrones... John Cena killing a guy, um, leaving open pits for animals to fall into. I gotta <laughs> say, oh, and uh, and uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Speed Racer. Uh, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty fun episode. It's been a pretty good episode. This has been a damn good episode, if you ask me. Good, because I felt the same way, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, you're the person who makes that distinction. Not me, and I didn't want to step on your toes, but I 100% agree. I think this has been a damn good episode. Yes, I I concur with your assessment, good sir. <laughs> so until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Bella and Natasha and Amber, especially Bella, especially Bella. I gotta say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! See you next week, you dishwashers of Hey, uh, no, uh, I took the, the man bun out, and now I'm a beautiful person. It's like when Squidward had the sculpted face. Yeah? Yeah. I am beautiful now, and I love it. This is how I'm going to look from now on. Is this hairdo? All right. Cut and print.